0: Welcome back to Seek the Joy podcast. Happy Seek the Joy Thursday. I'm your host, Sydney Weiss. And today we are diving right back in to Seek the Joy summer with a session all about inviting in the joy of sanctuary with Helen Joy Butler. Helen is a home energy alchemist, sanctuary creator, and elemental space clearer speaker, author, and coach. And in this session, Helen shares with us what sanctuary is, how we can create sanctuary in our homes and in our lives, and how by inviting in the joy of sanctuary, we allow ourselves to experience a shift, come back home to ourselves, and really bring us closer to our own sense of calm, connection, and flow. Through exploring the four sanctuary languages, and they are quiet solitude, physical activity, connection and collaboration, and creativity, we explore in this session how to build our sanctuary toolkit, and Helen also shares with us her top tips for how each sanctuary language can invite greater sanctuary into their lives this summer season. This session with Helen just was such a wonderful opportunity to focus on nourishing yourself and your soul connections and really release any pressure, self-judgment, and expectation that comes around during the summer season. And instead, I think allow yourself to show up for you and step forward in who you are and your truth in this new season. One of the reasons why I do this podcast is because I really want you to be able to live a happier more joyful, and just ease-filled life. And so that's why I'm so happy to share that today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. The last year and a half, there is no doubt it's been difficult. And that's why I think now more than ever, it's important that we have reliable resources that we can turn to. And that's where BetterHelp comes in. So this is how it works. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. It's easy and free to change counselors if you don't think the person you're matched with is a good fit. And this service is available for people worldwide too. BetterHelp also offers a broad range of expertise in their counselor network. So you'll get timely and thoughtful responses and you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions too. So... As a listener of Seek the Joy podcast, you will get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash seek the joy. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. That's betterhelp.com slash seek the joy. The link will also be included in our show notes. As always, I just cannot wait to hear what you think about this one. So make sure to join the conversation on our social media channels, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. We are at Seek the Joy podcast everywhere. Wherever you are tuning into podcasts right now, make sure to hit follow. And don't forget, you can actually watch today's new episode on our YouTube channel. The link to tune in and subscribe is in our show notes. I really enjoyed connecting with Helen for Seek the Joy Summer, and I just know you're going to love this one. So without further ado, let's dive in, inviting in the joy of sanctuary in the summer with Helen Joy Butler. Helen, I'm so excited for this session. We're talking all about inviting in the joy of sanctuary in this summer season in uh, the Western Hemisphere, because I know you're in Australia and you're about to enter winter. So, thank you for being part of this series. I'm so excited to have you and, and to have this conversation today.
1: Oh, you're welcome, Sydney. Thank you for having me. It's beautiful to be here. And yes, even though that change of season, you know, we can always talk about sanctuary no matter what season we're moving Mm -hmm. into. So
0: Mm -hmm. I love that. So for everyone that's, you know, brand new to you and your work, I want to give a little intro. Helen is a home energy alchemist, sanctuary creator, and element space clearer speaker and author and coach. And I just think your work is so interesting because I think prior to us meeting, I really wasn't familiar with the concept of sanctuary so could we start there like what even is sanctuary for anybody that's tuning in and is like me and was a newbie to to this whole topic
1: yeah and I think we should start with what isn't sanctuary Mm -hmm. because a lot of people when they think of sanctuary think perhaps of a display home or a beautiful hotel room or something that you know externally looks beautiful and Mm -hmm. looks amazing but sanctuary is actually a soul connection and it's making that soul connection manifest in your own life. So a really good example was I went and had a look at a display home near me. It was absolutely beautiful, but it had no soul mm. to it. So sanctuary brings this depth of understanding to our lives, whether it's actually in a physical home whether it's actually in our body because our body is the home that we take absolutely everywhere with us or whether it's in our life. So we're kind of looking at all of those areas, home, body and life, but we really want to bring in that beautiful soul connection because if that supports us and if that's connected with our truth, then it makes everything externally a thousand times easier.
0: Hmm. I think it's so beautiful how you just defined it, that it's really about this soul connection and we can have a soul connection with a person, a place, a thing. Um, and so I'm curious, where's a good place to start to be able to tap into that for ourselves? You know, being able to tap into, you know, even noticing for yourself if something is in fact a, a soul connection.
1: Yeah. It's the place that you want to go when life, isn't really supporting you so where could that be right or externally it could be you know nature it could be um at the beach it could be at a friend's place but maybe it's also your bed Mm. or maybe it's holding on to your partner's hand or connecting with something could be a book or it could be a movie something that's really going to support you in those times when you really are feeling, say, discombobulated. Mm-hmm. So depending on where you're at on your journey is really where you'll start with this process. So if you've already done a lot of inner work, a lot of inner transformational work, you'll start with seeing, looking, deciding whether your external environment matches that. And if it doesn't, you want to try and bring the two together. Mm. If you're new to your journey of sanctuary, what you need to do, like and you're going, I don't have any idea what I'm going to be doing, (laughs) like what is she talking about? What you need to do is look externally to you for a place or a space or a vibration that really brings all your senses in. So what are you seeing that's beautiful? What are you hearing that's beautiful? What are you sensing, tasting, touching in this space that's beautiful? And I always come back to for me years ago, it was the day spa. So I was going to this particular day spa and it was just divine. Mm. So externally, I said, What is it about that? And I started to make those changes in my home to allow that inner transformation to happen. Mm-hmm.
0: I love this. So it sounds like you could even start by looking at a photograph of a place or something that you really connect to or um, going to that place to see, you know, how does it make you feel? It sounds like everything that you've talked about so far is how does this person, place or thing or moment make me feel? And if it makes me feel nourished or sort of lit up, you know, from the inside out, it sounds like that's sanctuary. That's that soul connection for you it
1: certainly is and you know the beautiful thing about that is you're using the emotions attached to let's say that photograph mm-hmm. to bring about that internal shift so i'm not talking about you know let's looking at a photograph where the memory is sad mm-hmm. let's look at something that's really uplifting because it's so easy to focus on the not what's not working so what's easy. Ugh, yeah. you know all that heaviness yeah. So let's look at the beautiful photo of the baby we had, who's now an adult, you know, the joy that that brought Mm -hmm. or the holiday, that place that we went to, or just that connection that's visible to us using that to really create that internal shift. I talk about the infinity symbol a lot. So it's this, you know, internal and external flow.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful because, you know, you used this word earlier, but I love when you said we've been, you know, when you feel discombobulated, like the last year, we have certainly felt discombobulated and i think a lot of us still feel discombobulated so focusing on this element of sanctuary for yourself i think especially as we enter a new season i think it's really beautiful and powerful because it is about focusing on the joy it is about focusing on the light um you know what makes you feel the most like you what's going to be exciting or passionate or I'll say it again, joyful. I love this emphasis on really focusing on those moments, those memories, those things that can really, you know, bring in that sense of calm or peace. I think we're all really looking for, especially now. Oh, definitely.
1: And why wouldn't we? It's so easy to watch the news or be pulled in that direction of heaviness or sadness or grief. it's very important that work from a spiritual perspective, you know, that shadow work. But if we can do stuff daily or even once an hour or once every half hour, mm-hmm. taking a breath or looking at the sun or having a cup of tea or the the simple things, it's those things that will really bring us back to our truth.
0: So I know you talk a lot about in your work, sanctuary languages. And that we each have maybe one or a few that we connect to. Could we talk a little bit about those and and maybe how people can start to connect to their sanctuary language?
1: Definitely. This is something I'm super passionate about. Mm-hmm. So thank you for asking. Yeah, of course. So once people have kind of done that, either, where do I start? Internally or ex- externally stuff? The next step is really to have a look at the sanctuary languages. So you can also start here as well as another option. So Mm. there's four sanctuary languages and the idea is that you lead with two, and I've already mentioned that, infinity symbol. So one sits on one side of the infinity symbol and one sits on the other and we flow between the two. So the four are quiet solitude, physical activity, connection and collaboration, and creativity. Now. I'm just going to back up a little bit and say everyone wants to be all four.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know when you were mentioning the four, I thought, yes, 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 and yes. yes like yes. I feel like I could like uh, check off the box on all four of them. That's so funny. Of course.
1: <laughs> of course. So let me give you a little bit of an example to help uh, explain why yeah. there's two as opposed to all four for you. So my sanctuary languages are quiet, solitude, and creativity. So what does that mean? That means Helen flows between her quiet solitude practices through over to her creativity practices and that brings her back to this soul connection to make sanctuary manifest in my life. Now, does that mean that Helen does zero physical activity? Of course not. Does it mean Helen does zero connection and collaboration? Of course not. But what it means is that when things are going tough in my life what are the things that I will default to Mm -hmm. I'm never going to default to going out running or other full-on physical activity stuff Mm -hmm. and as much as I have beautiful friends and colleagues I'm not going to default to connection and collaboration I'm always going to go inwards and do that quiet solitude and I'm always going to switch eventually to the creativity and that can be anything from writing to you know putting jewelry on or it's Mm -hmm. not always just a canvas and paint Mm -hmm. so what ones of those two do you think that you are Sydney?
0: This is so hard I think it's a combination of quiet and solitude because I'm thinking about moments when things are more difficult or uncertain. My default is to sort of retreat inward. So I think quiet and solitude. And then I also think, you know, maybe this aspect of, it's like a tie between collaboration and creativity because also when I'm in those moments, my default is to want to create as a way to express myself. And and part of my creation process is to collaborate with others. So maybe it's more so creativity. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Be for and- me. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and you can use your creative pursuit. Someone did say to me a while ago, it wasn't you, but it was another podcaster, and she said, I think my podcast is my creative project. I go, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, beautiful. So it's just saying what is this thing that really brings me joy
0: yeah. and what
1: are the two sanctuary languages that I can connect with because ultimately what we're trying to do here with these sanctuary languages and using that external shift and change is to create that truth for ourselves that allows us to really come back to ourselves Mm. we have grown up in a society which you know we have to look this way or we have to behave this way or our parents told us to do this or whatever the case is and this is a really gentle homecoming really to bring yourself back
0: totally you know in so many ways being able to identify your sanctuary language or the two that you sort of go between, it feels like a beautiful vehicle to get to know yourself better. So it's a way to not only tap in and be able to express yourself or um, find a sense of inner safety or connection, but also as a way to get to know yourself through, through the process. That's what it's sounding to me at least.
1: Yeah, and for me, and I know I'm quite unique in that I'm an identical twin. And I think this is a really important part of this journey for me and discovery, and that's why I love sharing it with people because I actually don't know how to be an individual because Mm -hmm. for so many years. You have that connection. You have that connection and people think you're one but you're two.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: so it's, it's learning, relearning in and amongst all of it. Who am I? How can I show up? And really importantly, how can I show up? For me, so that in part, I can be a role model for whoever's around me, whether it's my partner, children, family, clients, colleagues. And mm-hmm. I say that collectively, I'm not talking just about me. it's like if i if we can all stand up more in our own truth, the ripple effect of that will be quite enormous.
0: I think so too. And you know, part of, I think what is so cool to me and what struck me about this idea of sanctuary and being able to identify for yourself, your sanctuary language is also this ability to release any judgment, release any pressure that you might put on yourself. And I've been thinking a lot about this and it's so interesting. It's been a theme in every conversation for this series we feel a lot of pressure about you know going back out into the world and experiencing the summer months i mean there's it's warmer i feel like every time i think about the summer i think about all the things i used to love to do as a kid you know being outside being with friends and family and i think we can put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be out there to you know be socializing again in a way that we used to you know pre pandemic and so being able to identify your sanctuary language it feels like a great way to release any pressure or judgment that we may, you know, inadvertently kind of put on ourselves during during this new season.
1: Definitely. And it makes it very easy eventually once you've, you know, mm-hmm. sat with them for a while and you've connected and you've started to see the shifts and changes. It actually makes it easier for you to get in alignment with whatever it is your thing is yeah. in the world. Yeah. Um, and goodness knows we need that right at the moment.
0: We need that. I think more than ever. You know, we're all we talk about this all the time on the podcast, and I know you and I have talked about this too. When I was on your show, I think we each, you know, we each have something that we are uniquely uh, gifted or talented in that we really love, that we really enjoy, and oftentimes I think we lose sight of it. Like we we get so mixed up in life and the pressures and the expectations, and what you spoke about so beautifully earlier too is like we are expected to be a certain way or taught to be a certain way in the world. And so you kind of lose, you know, that spark or you lose that thing that really innately or inherently brings you joy. And so I think it's wonderful that sanctuary can help you get back there.
1: Yeah. You know, it's really interesting. I've had a conversation with a lot of people recently about what sanctuary is for them Mm -hmm. because we often think, well, it should be this or it should be that or it should be whatever. And so, you know, interestingly, one lady said to me sanctuary for her was like being wrapped up in a beautiful shawl. Mm. Whereas another lady said sanctuary for her was that kind of modern Scandi look and feel to her home. Whereas another lady said that it was that connection with her grandkids. So that's full on heart energy, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas some other people it will be, something totally different. It'll be purple walls with stars stuck all over it. Mm -hmm. So it's what do I actually believe and know about myself and allowing that to come through in a really gentle way, using our sanctuary languages to support us so that we can step really strongly into whatever the next thing is on our journey because we don't actually know what that is. And I talk a lot about the sanctuary toolkit. So it's like what can I put in my toolkit that supports my sanctuary languages that I can keep adding to it when things are great because I know eventually things won't be great. Something will happen externally that will knock me for six. And so now I've got all these beautiful sanctuary practices in place. They're defaulted in my behavior. So I'm already going back to them to support me while this, you know, challenging thing's going on in my life.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. So if someone is listening to this and they want to build a sanctuary toolkit for themselves, um, where is a good place to start? I mean, the way you just described it to me feels like it's practices, it's things that you enjoy that you can turn to um, in moments, but I think you need a little extra support or nourishment. But how do you usually suggest people begin to fill up that toolkit for themselves?
1: So it can be a physical toolkit or it can be a figurative
0: (laughs) toolkit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Um, that.
1: Because you you could write on a piece of paper meditation and put it in a little shoe box because that's what your toolkit is. But Mm -hmm. you know in your heart that meditation is something for you, then you already know that. You don't need to physically put it in your toolkit. Right, right. But the best place to start is to say, what have I done today that really made me feel great? And I'm going to use an example I did this years ago in Sydney. 31 days of sanctuary was a time when I was feeling really low. So what I did was I woke up every single day and I chose one thing to focus on that will bring me sanctuary, and then that one thing got put in my toolkit. Hmm. So one thing might have been the sunrise, might have been a cup of tea, it might have been patting my dog, might have been my pillow, (laughs) It mm-hmm. might have been the fact that I woke up and I'm breathing. So it depends on where you're at in your life. But what we're trying to do in this process is focus on what's making me feel great. And that's this real shift in this mindset and this real thinking because. It's easier to focus on what's not, particularly if you're in a difficult part of your life. Mm -hmm. So if you need to create a literal box and put things in it, you might put in candles or a book or a skipping rope or whatever the things are, linking to your sanctuary languages, but then also... It's really important. I've been on this journey for a long time and if I was sitting with the same sanctuary toolkit that I started with, I wouldn't have progressed as far as I have on this journey. So it's really important to kind of, you know, go through the cobwebs, get rid of the things that don't suit you anymore, replace them so you don't get kind of stuck in a rut with with where you're at. Mm. Does that make sense?
0: It makes so much sense because it's we are constantly evolving. We're constantly changing. So, you know, something that you might have relied on a decade ago may no longer resonate. And I think as humans, we sometimes... Don't trust that, or we judge ourselves for it. Like, if something worked for me before, why isn't it working for me now? Like, why am I not using it now? And the truth is, is because you've grown and evolved, and there was something else that resonates with you. And I think that's really beautiful. I also love, I don't know, I'm curious, anyone that's listening in, you know, feel free to add your thoughts and comments in the the chat below. But I'm so like struck. I love this idea of creating like a physical box and decorating it and just, you know, making this sort of sacred space for yourself and filling it with either, you know, scraps of paper of, of, of things that you can do that you can pull from, or literally putting in a candle, a book or music or whatever. I just love this idea of having kind of like a physical manifestation for yourself of a toolkit of something that you can pull from. Cause I think a lot of us are visual in that way. Like we need something, you know, to pull from, to know we've got that support for ourselves.
1: Definitely. And can you imagine how beautiful it would be if something was going on in your day and you just kind of go, oh, I feel like I need to connect with something. You could put your hands on that box and you could open it up and it could be beautiful.
0: I love it. I think it's so beautiful. So I'm curious, you know, as we enter this new season and so many of us, I think are probably looking for this sort of sense of soul connection to the things that we love, the people, the places, everything else in between. How do you recommend people start to bring in the joy of sanctuary in this season, either into their lives or their homes? You've given so many beautiful tips, but if um, if someone is really focused on the joy of it all, where what do you suggest that they, where do they start?
1: Yeah, it's such a good question. I might link this back to the sanctuary languages if that's okay. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, so all of these ideas will work for everybody, but just specifically for each language, I think it might be nice just to share. Oh, I love
0: that. Yes, please. I love it. Yes.
1: So for the quiet solitude person, they really need to accept an invitation to get out of their head (laughs) right about now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's been a big year already. We're halfway through it. Get out of your head and get outside because a quiet solitude person can. Be very isolating, very introverted, removed from society, and mm-hmm. that's okay. I totally get it. But get out of your head and get into nature, quiet, solitude person. That'll be really helpful for you coming into this season. The physical activity person could be tricky depending on where they're at on their physical activity journey, but I want them to pause and slow down. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, still keep your physical activity up, but just an invitation to pause and slow down a little bit, just so that you can take that breath, as you've already said, Sydney, um, and and maybe welcome in new opportunities or new things that aren't there because you're, perhaps your timetable's too rigid around mm-hmm. you know, your movements. Um, connection and collaboration. I want to invite these beautiful souls to breathe, to reflect and to open up to new opportunities. So the breathing and the reflecting, the stepping back will then allow whatever those new opportunities to come through. And the creativity person, when I was sitting with this, I thought this is the vision that came to me was standing somewhere in nature where you can look at a far distance. So you might be on a cliff looking out towards the ocean or a mountain looking and you're you're up high and you're looking quite a distance out mm-hmm. so in other words a creative creative person I want you to try and expand your horizons a little bit um to get a, a a broader picture of what's going on for you personally professionally spiritually emotionally so that when you step back into that creative space you're more in flow
0: mm, I love all of these tips because you know, no matter where you're at in your sanctuary journey, I think it's just good advice breathe, breathe. We all need to breathe more in this new season, and especially as we allow ourselves, I think, to connect deeper with it with ourselves, and then also with others. And I I keep coming back to this infinity symbol that you spoke about earlier and how no matter your your sanctuary language or the two that you identify with the most, we are constantly, you know, moving through this cycle within ourselves. And there are going to be highs and they're going to be lows. And you will just continue to move through it. And so I, I just love the tips you shared. And I, I just think this symbol of the infinity symbol, keeping it in mind this season too is going to be really powerful because we're going to have lots of movement, you know, in new and different ways, more so than we've had in the last year. It's going to be really interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Helen, I have loved having this conversation with you for our summer series and really talking about sanctuary, which for me just really feels like what you shared about cultivating a soul connection for yourself with things that you resonate with, people, places, because ultimately, you know, the more that we connect so deeply with ourselves and then with others, I feel like that's where the transformation takes place. And that's where that really ability to get to know yourself and um, get to know your likes and your dislikes and your preferences and everything else in between is really powerful. So anything else about sanctuary that we didn't talk about that you're like, oh, we got to touch on? I feel like we, I feel like we really, went went deep here about just how we can invite the joy of of sanctuary and these practices into our lives but just want to make sure yeah no thank you and you know we kind of blitzed through a lot of stuff there so we did
1: that was was really good I think I just want to um, gift people an invitation just to really sit with this stuff this is a way to create a change and if you don't know what That change is it doesn't matter that's where I was at on my journey many years ago I didn't know what I where I wanted to be what the you know the finish line looked like but now I know it doesn't actually matter what the finish line looks like because I showed up I backed myself I did the work Mm. and because we all go through really tricky phases in our lives and if we can just use this beautiful concept to help us step forward little by little every single day the effort is a hundred thousand percent worth it.
0: (laughs) Mm, I'm so glad you said that because you don't need to know the destination. You don't need to know where you're going. You don't need to know how it's going to end up. And that's not easy. Like that sense of releasing control for yourself is not easy, but if you show up for yourself and for all of us, it's going to look different, but if you can continue to show up for yourself, that's really where the magic is. Absolutely. Oh, I love this. I love this. Okay, Helen, tell everybody that's listening where they can find you, connect, learn more. And then I know you're also offering um, something for Seek the Joy Summer attendees. So share with them what that's all about too.
1: Yeah, beautiful. So the best place to find me is on my website, which is helenjoybutler.com. And Facebook and Instagram if you're there and for the beautiful people who signed up for your series we've got a sanctuary starter kit if they'd love to um, collect that in the kit is a video but it's nearly an hour long of me sharing all these sanctuary basics with you and then there's a couple of meditations as well to support that process of discovering what is sanctuary what does it look like for me and you know how do I step forward with it so Mm -hmm. please do grab that gift if it resonates with
0: you oh my gosh please do because I think there is so much more to our conversation that we didn't even get to because I love when you're like we blitzed through it I'm like I know we totally did but just the ability to connect with yourself and tap into these meditations Helen is sharing in her starter kit I think is so, so beautiful. All right. Well, Helen, thank you so much for this conversation. This was all about inviting the joy of sanctuary. But I think my biggest takeaway is that when you invite sanctuary into your life, it's just an opportunity to get to know yourself and really nourish yourself in a way that I think we need. So thank you. This was wonderful. You're welcome. Seek the Joy podcast is a production of Seek the Joy Media and created, produced, and hosted by me, Sydney Weiss. You can tune into all of our episodes on your favorite podcast platform. And if you're enjoying the show, hit follow and leave us a five-star rating and review. Make sure to join the community. Join the conversation on our social media channels, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. We are at Seek the Joy Podcast everywhere. And don't forget, you can actually watch today's new episode and all of our episodes on our brand new YouTube channel. Click that link in the show notes to subscribe and tune in. As always, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And I'll see you right back here next week for another Seek the Joy Tuesday.